0: about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, I hope we can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out on May
1: 7th, wherever you get your podcasts. Happy 2024! New year, new you, right? Let me guess. You're thinking about joining
2: a new gym, starting a fad diet, buying that everyone's always yammering on about, (laughs) I've got a better idea. Listen to my podcast. I'm Samantha B, writer, comedian, and host of Choice Words from Lemonada Media. This whole month of January, we're going to help you make better choices in 2024. We'll go beyond superficial hacks and get at the truth of how to lead a more meaningful life. Just search for Choice Words on your podcast player of choice and hit follow so you don't miss an episode. Now that is a good choice. Lemonada. Hello and welcome to I'm Sorry a podcast about apologies. Today we have a bonus episode for you where we will be going over the tea between Will Smith and Chris Rock and everything that went down at the Oscars. I am so glad to be able to process this and go through it with you because what the the. (laughs) fuck. It is just, it's so crazy and obviously proven by the fact that the Australian clip of the incident has now 37 million views. So obviously people are interested in
0: the story and want to talk about it. So let's get into it. I mean, there was no way we were going to wait a whole week to talk about the Oscars. I mean, we obviously have to do a bonus episode because this was you know, you guys know I don't even watch award shows. I am so glad I turned in for every single moment of this one because yeah. this is like, people are going to be like, do you remember where you are when Will Smith smacked the shit out of Chris Rock? <laughs> oh yeah, I know exactly where I was.
2: Oh, I'm I'm so nervous because I'm very laughy about this because I'm just like in the
0: i just don't know how to process it well the, which is so fitting because i think you know the weird laughter thing played a big part in how this whole thing went down you know and i mean yeah
3: you know i i, I remember I, so i saw it and when it happened on live tv and my first reaction was first of all like everyone else is this a bit and if it is a bit What's this bit? Why is it even funny? I don't get (laughs) it. What a bad (laughs) bit. Yeah, Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I am getting so annoyed, actually, by the people who are going on about how fake this is, because... People who are thinking this is fake, I can only think one of two things. Either they're only seeing clips online and they're seeing just the smack, right? And they're thinking, yeah, "Yeah, Oscars needed to get their ratings up and they didn't see the whole thing. Or two, they've just been in lockdown so long that they have forgotten what true human reaction is. Because anybody who watched that entire incident from start to finish knows there was nothing fake about that. Everyone was shocked, stunned, speechless. And I mean, I think at one point, Chris Rock, I'm pretty sure I saw his face even swelling up from the smack. I mean, him trying to go on. Oh, my God.
3: I mean, I mean, kudos to him for going on. I don't know how I would would handle something like this. It's I mean, it's not the smack. It's just I just feel like it's it has to be. Embarrassing, you know, for that to happen yeah. to you in front of like millions of people, and then you're supposed to just keep going. And I love that there was a second where you can tell he wanted to say something, and someone in his ear was just like, "Please, please don't. Just let, let's don't. just keep it at this. We let's not g- make yeah. it any worse." He was just like ready with the jokes, but it was just like, "Yeah, let's let's not make this any any worse."
0: I mean, Chris Rock's joke was just bad to begin with, right? Like men bad. spend so much time, yeah. you know, if a woman doesn't have hair, right? It's like G.I. Jane. Like how how many times have we heard this joke? It's just a bad joke overall.
3: It's also like an old reference. Is that the only thing you can think of? <laughs> uh, but yeah. also like, I mean, like the, the other thing that we have to acknowledge that like none of these presenters really write their own jokes. It was a joke that was, you know, the writer's uh, pitched and it was approved and you know at the end of the day he said it but it's not you know it's not his joke uh the other thing I'm thinking about is when you watch the video again that walk that Will Smith did from his seat to all the way to Chris Rock kind of felt like a long walk a bit and I feel like at some point maybe in the middle of him like getting there he was like is this a bad idea but then he was just like I just, I guess I just got to keep walking. I got to keep, you know, have to continue now.
2: Yeah, in a trial, uh, they would have trouble discerning this from like something that was like planned ahead of time. And should he receive a capital murder,
0: or is it gonna be dropped down to like two manslaughter? Like a manslaughter. Yeah. yeah, like after like the 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 seven hundredth step, it's like it starts feeling like premeditation. <laughs> you you walked, yeah, yeah, too
2: long. much time to think about it from the moment that you stood up until you actually got to him.
3: So. Absolutely, yeah.
0: Even Chris Rock at that moment, it's like, it it was such a long walk, but it was also because we expected at the other end of that, I think even Chris expected under that to be maybe like a a ribbing, a joke. Maybe he puts him in a headlock, something to, you know, defend his wife because he, he knew he made a joke about his wife. Nobody expected it to actually be a smack across the face and i, I think that's why we kind of let the walk go on because it's like where is this going he's going up on stage to defend his wife in some way
3: yeah also let's i mean let's say this and you can see that on video when chris rock made his joke will smith laughed he laughed yeah uh... and then he looked at his wife and she was upset And that is when he was like, okay, now I got to do something about it. And it's just like, man, come on. You can't laugh at the joke and then just be like, okay, now I'm going to change my mind.
0: The only reason I, you know, during his acceptance speech where he talked about the fact that like, you know, as celebrities, we have to laugh off a lot of things. I do actually think in that moment, Mm -hmm. he he probably thought his wife was going to laugh it off too because they are, they have gotten pummeled. Like ever since the red table talk entanglements all we talk about is their marriage you know is it an yeah. open marriage you mm-hmm. know this whole jada and tupac thing right he's been getting i mean for lack of a better word kind of like made to look like a bitch in their relationship i will say that right he's being yeah. emasculated i will say yeah. and so i think mm-hmm. he was he thought he was gonna look over and see her laughing and when he didn't yeah i think that's when things shifted okay
3: yeah no that makes sense to me yeah Also, like the other thing, uh, you know, I'm sure you've seen all of the takes online. uh, So many opinions uh, on Twitter.com. A lot of the jokes are funny. (laughs) uh, But some of the takes, oh my God, some people, wow, freedom of speech. We're truly giving it to everyone uh, and anyone. (laughs) Like, here's the thing, okay? This is bad. It shouldn't have happened. I don't condone just going on stage and slapping a comedian across the face. That's just, a, you know, something that we can all agree on. But to say things like, okay, this is a violent incident, and someone should get the LAPD involved. And it's like, why are you calling 911 on a live broadcast? It was just like, literally, <laughs> w- what are you doing? And to say this is a violent incident, and then being like, you know what will make it less violent? The L.I.P.D. Yeah, let's get them involved. Uh, a very peaceful organization who has never done anything wrong. Yeah. Or people who are saying, you know, like, this is the ugliest Oscar moment. This is the worst thing that happened in the Oscar. Is it? Woody Allen got an Oscar in 2012. I'd say that's an ugly moment. <laughs>
2: that's an ugly it's moment. Pretty ugly. That yeah. we all condone. That we're all comfortable with. Exactly. Did y'all like for me the the moment the space of time between it happening and him winning, and just like not knowing (laughs) if he was gonna win or if over if the LAPD was gonna show up and grab him for arm by arm or like if he was gonna get pulled out of the awards? That moment right there in between those
0: that is, it's the most confusing moment of my life. (laughs) I mean, I think I knew he was going to win. And that's why I was so uncomfortable the rest so of the time. Well, first of all, let's talk about how how bad I felt for the fact that Questlove oh, then yeah. wins the Oscar for Best Documentary Feature. And then it's overshadowed by this whole thing. So feel totally bad for Questlove. But then it's like I'm sitting there waiting because I know the moment's coming where Will is about to ha- win this award. Mm-hmm. And again, it's this really historic moment because he's only the fifth black actor to get this award. Um, He hasn't been nominated in 20 years. Um, A Black actor hasn't won in, in 16 years. Like, this is a really big moment, which is another reason when people say it's fake. It's like, why would he torpedo his whole night when, you know, it's all around this? I mean... I, and and having to watch his speech afterwards and people uncomfortably happening. I was just like, the whole time, I'm literally, if I had pearls, I would be clasping, grasping oh, them. I'm just 100%. like, I'm so uncomfortable for everyone right now.
3: I also really feel bad for uh, Serena Village Williams. They're just yes. like they have been having a weird award season, and I just love when Will Smith was just like uh, King Richard was a fierce defender of his family, and they're like, "Don't put this on me,
0: <laughs> right? Stop I don't right think now. Richard would have done this.
3: Absolutely, this is not the kind of swinging uh, our father has taught us. <laughs> like, no."
1: I'm June Diane Raphael. And I'm Jessica St. Clair. And each week we are sitting down to talk all about life's twists, turns, and absurdities on The Deep Dive. From exploring the depths of TikTok, which is our only news source, to navigating the complexities of grief and loss, we are just two best friends behind a mic processing life together. This podcast is all about finding the silver linings in the madness. So get ready for unfiltered conversations about motherhood, careers, pop culture, and everything in between. Here at The Deep Dive, we're all about community. We believe in the power of sharing experiences and the strength that comes from supporting one another. And we would love to have you with us. So be sure to join us every Wednesday on The Deep Dive from Lemonada Media, wherever you get your podcasts. Do you ever get hit with a cringy memory of your 13-year-old self out of nowhere and suddenly you're panic sweating, and laughing at the same time? Don't, don't worry. Don't worry. We all get that. It's because being an adolescent is one of the most visceral shared experiences we have as people. And we want to talk about it. Join me, Penn Badgley, and my two friends, Nava and Sophie, on Podcrushed as we interview celebrity guests about the joys and horrors of being a teenager and how those moments made them who they are today. New episodes of Podcrushed are out now wherever you get your podcasts.
2: The strangeness of that speech was, first of all, you could tell he was desperately measuring each awkward pauses in between. He was like fighting back emotion, like there was a lot going on in the speech. And the idea that he's sort of like Repeating himself a little bit. Like he knows that he has it, that he has this sort of like space to, I guess, kind of like apologize, but then kind of just apologizes to the academy. And then brings up, like, Sunia and brings up uh, Demi, like, the two actresses that played Venus and Serena. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious, like, what do you guys think was going through his mind as he's saying those things? Because he also, like, mentions Denzel, that, that like, a thing of... Uh, in your best moment that you have to be careful because that's when the devil comes for you. He's literally, I feel he's literally describing what just happened. But that little pull aside and what he's saying, what were your thoughts on like the actual speech?
0: Honestly, I just, I I could only think the entire time was he felt really stupid, right? I think he felt stupid in that moment. He knew everyone was looking at him. He had to kind of just like, make this a thing i mean he apologized to everyone except chris because mm-hmm. i'm like at that point is he just leaning into like there was a reason i did this um and i don't know everything everything about it was so uncomfortable i couldn't even concentrate Honest, to be honest with you yeah. i couldn't even concentrate on anything other than like what happens now
3: yeah. Like, mm-hmm.
0: where do we go from here? Like, do you go to the party with Chris? Like, I-, I kept thinking about what was what was going to happen next.
2: Yeah.
3: I feel like, I mean, Chris Rock is obviously, like, owed an apology. Maybe he'll apologize for a joke. It, it doesn't really matter. Like, it's not really the uh, the point here. But I feel like, you know, something needs, needs to happen. Like, that man had to go through so much, and it just fucking sucks.
0: Yeah, and I think it was all just, like, he was... It was taken out on him, but I think there was so many things that led up to why Will Smith broke in that moment that we don't know. There's so much to unpack. And unfortunately, Chris was on the receiving end of it. Because I do think that, honestly, like, if there had been someone else on stage, I don't think it would have gone down like that. Like, Mm. I just think it was. And here's the thing. If you really, truly want to defend your wife, like, if that is the reason for it, do it. Take it, take it elsewhere, right? Like, if you really yeah. want to, like, you have plenty of private parties, you are Hollywood elite, go meet him at the after party and meet him in the parking lot, whatever. That was just, like, not the place, not the time. No. It, it was just, it and ruined. not a commensurate response either. No. Like, if somebody tells a bad,
2: insulting joke about your wife, like, it's it sucks, but the physical to the other thing like that to me it doesn't that's not protection she's not physically in danger she doesn't need physical protection from you um
3: yeah and a lot of you can see like a lot of the uh you know a lot of people saying uh good for him like for defending his wife this is how you should do and it's just like a lot of the uh toxic masculinity takes that you just see of people just being like yeah this is exactly what I would have done well I mean I don't know get help uh,
0: yeah yes cause why yeah cause why are we anyone who had tuned in 10-15 minutes later would not even have known this incident had happened because we just moved on and yeah. I'm sorry that was a completely humiliating experience that Chris had to go through on live TV And it's just weird that, you know, Will gets onto his speech and talks about wanting to be a vessel of love, but doesn't even offer an apology for that aspect of it, for embarrassing this man, who I mean, I thought they were friends, I thought they were cool, on live TV, you can't even, you said, I'm sorry to literally the Academy Awards, Yeah, but not this man.
3: Also, that was Chris Rock, you know, like, it wasn't just like some dude. That you just laughed, yeah. you know. Like I feel like people are forgetting that, and I'm just like, you know, like he's like a well respected comedian and a man, and, and and all of that stuff. And I mean, he has a family too, and he has kids as well. Uh, what do you think his kids uh, think about seeing this? You know, like uh, there's like so much. Like you're not you're not just thinking about your family. Your family here, and I don't know. I mean. I'm sure, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure they were like gonna like you know talk about it in private and like, and all of that stuff. But to just pretend that this was okay, I think that's the issue. Uh, that that was like a, an adequate response to it. It doesn't make any. It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, I'll say though, uh, I feel like starting next year, if they continue to have a host, probably they'll just have uh, Jason Momoa host the whole thing. <laughs> Yeah, that would yeah. be the
0: smartest, <laughs> smartest choice. Yeah,
3: for, but like yeah, get know. up on stage and uh, try to reach that man's face.
0: Yeah,
2: I had so many flashbacks of like these like big moments in the past. Like I remember having a very kind of like similar feeling w- with the whole like Beyonce, Jay Z, and um, Solange thing in the <laughs> in the elevator. Yeah, where I'm just like, oh my god, like, r- like, and it's not it's not that it's like this violence. Like I don't think Chris Brock was permanently hurt or disfigured or actually like physically wounded. Like we, we can handle the human body can handle a little bit of a tussle, but there is something to be said about like escalating past the point of just a conversation or, or that does have this like toxicity to it. And so I kind of can't see Will Smith in the same way. Like, I just don't – like, I know that he's a full human person, but this whole, like, confusing this toxic masculinity with the brand of protecting women, that is really problematic, and I really don't like that. I mean, (laughs) I was imagining this. If I was in a public place and my partner attacked somebody in, quote, my honor, I would die. I I would just think it's the single most embarrassing thing that anybody could ever do to me. So I don't know what like what her take is going to be, what Jada's take really is or how she actually feels or whether or not that's going to match like the messaging that they put out later. I just know how I would feel in that situation. And I think it would just.
0: Oh, I mean, I think that someone brought up how I think in Will Smith's biography, he talks about a moment. Where, like, his father hit his mother, and how he regrets, like, something about not being able to stand up in that moment. But, and so I, I, but also coming from, you know, violence, you know, you would think that your reaction, you know, would be different under these circumstances. So it's kind of like, I don't know, there's a dichotomy there because it's like, y- you wanna protect your woman and all of these things. Um, but let's also, like, I-, I get why you would wanna protect your woman because, look, again, beyond like, the no hair thing and the black women with hair thing. I like. I feel all of these things, but I legitimately do not think that Chris Rock knew Jada had alopecia. Right. And so I don't think it came from that. I think it was just, again, a hack joke about women and having no hair and this like GI Jane thing. And like you said, Mahana, he didn't even write the joke. He just sort of delivered it and it was bad, but um, I don't know. All I know
2: is that it's going to be, Weeks and weeks before the memes die down. And I, exactly. for one, cannot wait, but also I'm so annoyed at all of them already.
3: <laughs> I'm excited to hear all of these. Uh, I'm, I know they're going like, to get think-pieced t- to death about this. God, the think-pieces, uh, yeah. And some of the takes are going to be uh, stuff like that you wouldn't even imagine, like how Will Smith attacking Chris Rock mirrors the Russian invasion and and how NFTs are gonna save us or something. It's it's well, gonna don't be... go to my
0: page. I already wrote mine. Oh my god!
3: <laughs> it, it, it it's gonna be a stuff, a lot of stuff like this, and how and this is how we got uh, Trump as president. Like stuff that I'm just like, what are you even talking about? And I'm already seeing some of these takes, and I'm just like, please, for the love of God, stop taking every moment and just making it into such a weird like find like weird associations to it sometimes stuff are not related
0: (laughs) i will say i can't help myself i mean like i'm already kind of getting dragged online because i like of course i couldn't help but think about kanye in this moment only because kanye has been banned from the grammys because this is the incident they expected to come from him which is why they aren't allowing him to perform there it's just it's interesting right where it's like yeah Yeah. we weren't expecting this from Will Smith yet we have pre-banned Kanye when all he's actually done not all but I mean he has harassed but he hasn't hit anyone he hasn't done anything touched anyone but we're already pre-banning him but yet Will showed up and um, showed out (laughs) showed up and showed out Thank you so much for
2: listening to I'm Sorry. I am so glad we got to talk about all of this together. We do have another episode coming out this Friday, which just talks a little bit more extensively about this, as well as other award show snafus and the entire season, including the Golden Globes and everything that went down at the end of 2021. Uh, we are excited to talk to you guys about, you know, all of this stuff and
0: and looking forward to hearing your impressions. I'm Sorry is a Lemonada Media original. The show is produced by Alex McCohen. Supervising producer is Chrissy Pease. Our executive producers are Stephanie Whittles-Wax and Jessica Cordova-Kramer. Our mix is by Kat Yore, and theme music was composed by Xander Singh. If you like this show, please rate and review. And please don't cancel us. You can find out more about our show at Lemonada Media on all social platforms or follow us on Instagram at I'm Sorry underscore Podcast. We'll be back next week. And until then, be nice, play fair, and always say, I'm sorry. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Feminasty Erin Gibson. And I'm Homosexual Brian Safi. And we're the co-hosts of the Attitudes Podcast. Where we talk about LGBT plus issues, gender issues, and pop culture. Probably with much less respect than they deserve. Look, it's a wild world And we want to help you laugh at it Plus, we discuss everything going on in our lives Like what do you do when your husband Accidentally starts a fire in a dumpster And the best armpit slapping techniques To get rid of the bags under your eyes Thanks for the advice, Mom And of course, how to spin a wig around To achieve a brand new look Ah, stunning So if you're a fan of high heel shoe chairs Or have a crippling fear of hot air balloons But also believe in social justice Then this show's for you Listen to Attitudes anywhere you get your podcasts I'm Paul F. Tompkins. I'm Lauren Lapkus. I'm
3: Scott Ackerman, and together we make up the show Freedom. Freedom is a show where the three of us, who are comedians and also friends, we all just hang out. We tell stories about each other, and about <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> We're constantly telling stories
0: about
1: each other. You got it, Rapalje. <laughs> and we play games and we laugh a lot. It's just that simple. It's a really easy podcast. This is a pretty good representation of the show. Actually. It's actually exactly
0: what it is, plus singing. <laughs> so listen to it now. The new season's out. Get it wherever you get your
1: podcast just go outside and scream freedom just like we do freedom, freedom! freedom!